Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Keeping It Real with Camel, as we say 100. Yes, I hope everybody having a good evening. Um, I had a great day today. Um, I actually was super busy. And so now I'm trying to wind down a little bit without any wine, which I need some, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, I have a very special guest, and we're going to be talking it up tonight. So get ready for Sharon. How are you, honey? Thank you. How are you, Caramel? Thank you for having me on your show today. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I'm doing good, actually. Actually, I'm warm over here, (laughs) you know. Well, I'm in Canada. I'm in Toronto, and it, it's warm, but it's not warm. So today was sunny, and when you stood in the sunshine, you definitely got warm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So today, I would. You know what? I want to go to Canada. I never. Yeah, I never fun. been. A lot of people <laughs> say it's beautiful over there, right? It is. So, I think so. It like mountains and everything, right? So like. I never been to Canada, and I, that's one of the places of my dream that I want to go. But I've been to Jamaica, but I've never been to Canada, and I know it's going to be beautiful. So I should make some trips to come, you know? Hmm. Yeah, Vancouver has beautiful mountains. You can ski and cross country, and you know Montreal is also gorgeous. And that's where I grew up, and that's where my book is based upon. And now I live in Toronto, which is which is kind of like Chicago. I think it's like a pretty similar if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really love it here. It's, it's a great city, lots to do, busy, so plays, things like that, the theater. See, that's what I want to do. I don't know about the skiing park, Sharon, because I can't ski. <laughs> I can't ski, okay. so I can't even roller skate. So there you go. Well, then you can sit in the chalet and have hot chocolate. How's that? That sounds good. So when you was a little girl, like, was writing one of your favorite things to do? Yeah, I loved it because there was no rules. Like, you know, in math class, you have to get an answer, whereas in, you know, was writing or English class in particular, and you wrote a story, there was never a wrong answer. So I felt I was free as a bird when my pencil hit that paper. I just let it rip. And I wasn't afraid to just spill my thoughts onto mm-hmm. the paper. So that's something that I really enjoyed. But I wasn't until I was about 18 or 19, um, I was backpacking to Europe, and towards the end of my trip, when I saw every last museum, I just wanted to be alone in a cafe and just write, Mm -hmm. that's when I felt my euphoria of, you know, just pure bliss, like sitting there having the entire day to myself with a pen and my journal and just writing. And I was so happy doing that. So I think that's where I remember feeling like this is something that I need to do all the time. And I was going to ask you that. When you was 18 or 19, you started writing and you felt joy so does it still feel that same joy that you was when you was 18 or 19? Yes. 
I definitely still feel it, but it took me a couple of years to get there. So when I went to university, I studied communication studies, and I thought that I wanted to uh, work in advertising, and I, and I did, and um, I was a copywriter, and I basically worked with an art director and wrote the words to a picture for an ad. Mm-hmm. And I worked in the retail um, type of advertising, flyers, newspaper ads uh, for a large retail company. And I did it for a while. And then once I started having children, I left the job and I started doing some writing on freelance. But then I had a, a strong desire to write again, to go to a coffee shop. I, something was pulling me to a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. So when I would drop off my um, eldest son, at the time he was three, at preschool, I would go to my neighborhood coffee shop and I would sit with a pen and a journal and a pen and I would write. And nine months later, my first book came out. <laughs> So, you know, I, and I didn't sit there all day because I had to go pick them up a couple hours later. But I sat there and I just really enjoyed the process. And I, then I realized, oh, I remember this feeling. I did this when I was 19, 20, mm-hmm. packing through Europe. And I, oh, I said to myself, this is good. I want to keep doing this. That's super awesome. So if someone say, who is Sharon? What will you say? Who is oh, the real Sharon? Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> Who is Sharon? Okay. Um, geez, that's hard. <laughs> um, I'm a mother of three. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a, I think I'm a good friend. I'm a writer. Mm, I I'm love also it. An I'm also an organized freak. I love things in their places. And I find that I can't get to work until everything is in their place. Like, if my house is upside down, there's no way I could focus and concentrate and write. There's no way. Well, that's called OCD, Mandy. <laughs> you think? <laughs> oh, no, no. I don't think it's, I don't think it's obsessive. I just think I like things in their place before I, you know, this makes me happy, I guess. I'm the same way, Sharon. It's just like, I love things in their places. I love, like, yeah, everything has to be, like, really super organized. For me to feel yeah, so comfortable, yeah, I, I totally relate because, like every like, if I'm putting something somewhere, it has to stay there or it has to be nice and neat, and I just don't like messy, you know. Yeah, I get that exactly. Totally so your novel, you know, uh, I'm gonna ask you about this novel, the most amazing department store. What made you pick that as a title? Well, about three years ago, my daughter came home from visiting a friend in Montreal, and they both discovered, and I'm going to say this very slowly because it can get complicated. So my daughter and her friend discovered that their great-grandmothers worked together in a department store in Montreal in the 1950s. Oh, wow. So when she told me that, I, my heart went like pitter-patter, pitter-patter, and I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. 
uh, trying on, even like trying on the lipstick, you know, after it's disinfected, mm-hmm. of course. Right. And, you know, talk, and seeing the whole line and the whole cosmetic line and talk to the salesperson. You can still make that connection with the salesperson. And I think that's special. Yeah. And you also make less shopping mistakes um, when you shop in person. Right, I find. right, and and that's still going stores like Burlington, and I go to like different stores, you know, and uh-huh. I because I love the feeling of me having a shopping cart and walking around the store, be able to look at the shoes at exactly what I want, you know, the clothing that I want. Exactly. You know, I don't really exactly. like shopping online at all. It's just my not me. I, I'm just more like I have to see it physically. Exactly. But there's one thing that's so unique about this book is that it celebrates vintage. So this is like a, almost like going to a time machine and um, reading about all the different different styles and the designers at the time and how people used to take care of themselves and their grooming techniques. You know, I wrote this uh, during most of the pandemic mm-hmm. and I really had a great time going online and seeing how people would uh, do their hairstyle and take off their makeup in the 1940s and 50s, um, how women would interact in the department store. So there were so many videos of that allowed me to do my research. So that was a lot of fun. That sounds fun, though, you know. Um, and I know you got upset about a store closing, correct? Well, I mean, I really, I don't think I'm in a position to um, comment or really to say anything about Nordstrom. Yeah, of course I'm upset about it, but <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm a writer. I'm not like a, a, like a uh, franchise operator or work in a retail, um, you know, I'm not a retail executive. Right. But sure, I'm upset. I was excited Nordstrom came to Toronto, but, you know, I I, I move on. There's other places to shop. It's okay. <laughs> it's sad. But I really didn't like, invest and any money in the department store. So I got over it pretty quick. Well, yeah, but it's a lot of stores that closed down that we was um, – it's a lot of pla- – it's a lot of, like, different stores, department stores closed down when the pandemic happened, right? And um, Yeah, not – not so much. I mean, there's still, like, there are quite a few that are open mm-hmm. in Toronto. It, okay. You know, there's still plenty to choose from. Did that happen in the States? It did. It did. Um, you know. Okay. And, and, yeah, that's what I was saying. Well, over here, it did happen. And it was a lot of, like, malls that, you know how you used to go on the mall and, and shop for things and, a lot of that closed down. A lot of stores inside the mall closed, and, and they didn't reopen. Uh-huh. So it was really super sad. Like, cause you usually go in the mall, go, you know, go to the, go to different stores and start shopping and do whatever. But a lot of places closed. You know. It's, it's sad. It, it really is sad. So yeah, because I love going to the mall, just going to different stores and looking at different things they had. But now it's do you not. You like shopping with the friends. I shop with my daughter. Is <laughs> she your friend? Yeah, okay. She's my friend. Me and her do a lot of shopping together. Um, you know, I love to shop. Is that a special so. time? Huh? Is that a special time for the both of you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she, she's a shopaholic. I'm a shopaholic. So, you know, that's what <laughs> we do. 
So what is your yeah. next your next adventure? Like what are you doing next? Well, right now I'm promoting the most amazing department store. Mm-hmm. And so that's taking up a lot of my time doing podcasts like these and interviews and things like that. I haven't even had my launch yet and that's taking place next month, so that's really exciting. And then I just hope to to continue writing books. I really enjoy the process. I love working with an editor. And I love, you know, working on a project and then actually seeing it come to fruition. There's nothing like working on a project for about two years and then actually holding it in your hand afterwards. Mm -hmm. That's the best feeling, I think. It is a best feeling because, that's your, yeah, that's something that you accomplished, you know, something exactly. that you finished, and you know. It's something that, that you take pride in, you know. Yes, yes. And also what I really am enjoying right now is um, a couple of my friends um, got advanced copies of the book. Uh, so they can write reviews on different bookstores, um, which is which is great. And um, a friend of mine said to me, you know what I really appreciated? The friendship aspect of the two leading women in mm-hmm. the book mm-hmm. and how they support each other. Because she used to work in a hospital, but this is my friend speaking, and she had a, has a great support in her hospital. And just to read about the camaraderie uh, of the two women and the support they gave each other, it was really relatable. And she really appreciated that. That's super awesome. Very awesome. I mean, you're doing yeah. you're doing good things, and I know that. You know, it's going to be more great things coming your way. You know, you, I hope so. Well, you know, so we have to put it in the air, Sherry. When we put it in the air, it's going to happen, <laughs> right? Because you know, we have to whatever our dreams and hopes are, we have to just manifest it and just say it. Say this is going to happen. This is what I want. This is what I need, right? Because we always uh-huh. don't get what we want. We always. We always wish what we want, but we never get that. It's what we need the most, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just hope that this book uh, brings conversations among people because I love reading, and like I'm sure you love reading too. Mm-hmm. And the best thing about it is that it transports you to another world. But another great aspect of reading is when you put the book down, and then you get to talk about it with somebody. Oh and yeah. Like having a book club, that is the best. Just like, how did you feel about this point, and and how did you feel about when they said this or that, and and you think that was appropriate, and I think that was wrong, and just to to bring out your interpretation and how you were, how you felt after reading the book, and I hope to bring up many conversations after some of the reads the most amazing department store. And I have one question to ask you, and another question. How do you feel about if, because you know everybody doesn't like your, like everybody doesn't like what they read, right? So have you have got any negativity about your book? Not yet. I haven't, but first of all, it's available on Amazon, mm-hmm. but it's not being released until October 31st. Okay. So right now we're October 23rd. So uh, uh, the press have my book. It was reviewed on the 
uh, forgive me, I'm trying to remember the name. Uh, oh, yes, the Manhattan Book Review, and I got five stars, which is fantastic. And I just found out today that it is a, a hot seller on Amazon. Woo! It's number three, which is really exciting. Um, it's right next to my favorite author, Mitch Albom, who wrote The Little Liar. Oh, right. I know. I, I can't believe it's like a number three. So I haven't got any negative press yet, but I I know that I will because not, it's not everyone's case, and that's right. okay. Um, you know, I'm also on Goodreads, and not even like the New York Times bestseller books. There are people who just can't get into the book. It's not for everyone, and that's totally fine. I feel that the majority of people will enjoy reading it. Uh, but there's some that won't, and that's just how life works. And you're right about that. So tell everybody how they can find you, and how can they read your book, and how can they follow sure. you for more books, and every, and all that good for stuff. For sure. Okay, so first I'll start with, um, let's go start with Instagram. So my social media handle for Instagram is my full name, Sharon Niece Artist. S-H-A-R-O-N-N-E-I-S-S-A-R-D-E-S-S. And you can order the most amazing department store on Amazon. Uh, you can put my name in, Sharonese Argus, or you can type in the most amazing department store. Um, yeah, I think that's how they can order my book. That's super awesome. I just want to tell you, Sherry. Thank you. No problem. I was want to tell you that you've been amazing, and thank you for spending a little bit of time with me, telling everybody about your book and about yourself. And I know you're gonna be writing amazing books, and you're gonna be number one on Amazon Watch. What I tell you. Okay. Oh, you're you're so sweet. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It was a pleasure. And I hope that it will be number one, but I don't know. I don't know. Right now, I'm really happy where it is. But let's put it out there, like you said. Let's see what happens. That would be fantastic. Yes, most definitely. So I'm going to tell you, God bless you, and good luck with all your endeavors. You're welcome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.